My children often heard a mini-sermon, a lesson for living, at dinner. As I saw it then and as I see it now, life is filled with opportunities for learning. Am I right? Amen, anyone? There are stories about what was going on in the lives, and their lives had lessons hidden in them. Amen? Or so I thought. And my care about living and living in the best way possible and enjoying life as it happened, all mixed together, not only for me, but extended to my hopes for my children. And so after a summer visit with children, I share a few words about finding balance. What can be said about finding balance? While you saw this service image last week, life's complexities suggest that finding balance is more like this image. I have a story for you this morning about finding balance. Shirley and I just returned from a transcontinental family tour that ended at Alex and Shana's house in Providence, Rhode Island. Alex is my son, Shana, my daughter-in-law. Here's a picture of Shana and three-month-old Lucy, the little girl we so wanted to see. Shirley and I just, um, okay. On July 3, when Rowan was in preschool, Shana, Lucy, Shirley and I went to the Rhode Island School of Design Museum. Its featured show was The Phantom of Liberty. The Louis Buñuel quote read earlier headed the introduction to the show. I see liberty as a ghost that we try to grasp, a misty shape that leaves us with only a wisp of vapor in our hands. Now, I could say that balance is much like liberty. That balance is a ghost we try to grasp, a misty shape that leaves us with only a wisp of vapor in our hands. And I would note that balance does shift into view at times where we can feel it, right? And often it slips quickly away. Also right? Its memory may reside inside us making us feel helpful, hopeful for its return, but focus shifts toward the forces that pull us away from being and feeling balanced. But there is another point to consider, and for that I lead you further into the show on liberty. The introduction to the show informs the viewer that these works ask numerous questions including what is liberty and or what is balance? And is it possible in a world defined by constant technological interconnectedness? I can see I should have highlighted just that portion. Another question, can artistic expressions ever be considered independent when they are so informed by and reliant upon historical precedents? And another question, in what ways are different individuals allowed varying degrees of freedom? And why? 
and by whom? Now I did ask and was told it was okay to take pictures. No flash, but pics are okay. So I invite you to view a few of the key pieces in the show. This is a woolen production run amok. Wave function. Feg Ahmad, an Azerbaijani born in 1982, sees this tapestry as a reflection of cultural processes that can drastically change at any moment. His called individuals facing righteous, riotous variations is to find stability of the processes undergoing in chaos. A strange shift of words, stability of the processes undergoing in chaos, but yet in this subtle verbal shift, Ahmad refers to returning to your roots, to that which is of the pattern. It is important to develop tried and true approaches to life. The challenge, and I think this piece represents it, is to use them in the face of cultural chaos. Here you see a rainbow triangle superimposed above Pope Benedict XVI. Eli Sudbrock and Christophe Hamed Pearson designed this piece as an entrance to a disco-themed exhibit. Their intention was in homage to the history of clubs and dance music and their close relationship to the birth of gay rights. This image spoke to me because I recall the liberty I felt when I danced in gay clubs. No matter the issues troubling me upon arrival, the gay nightclub freed even me from the constraints of everyday life. An inner sense of balance appeared for many others, it could be felt, but also me. This freedom, this liberty, this balance contradicted the views of the Pope, however. This is why Sudbrock and Pearson celebrate this dichotomy in the Phantom of Liberty. Now the first two images on liberty were from Muslims and two men who are gay. Holocaust blankets with smallpox, James Montford, is the creation of a man who describes himself as a black Indian. His intermingling of letters reveals multiple implications for Holocaust. In Montfort's eyes, his intent was to produce a multi-layered approach to the demystification of racial, ethnic, and gender-based discrimination. His complex arrangement of nothing more than the letters of the alphabet revealed the ways culture our culture, my friends, impinges on the liberty of many. What balance could someone achieve if they were called a squaw, a savage, a tanto? Or a word Montford uses twice in Holocaust blankets with smallpox, a six-letter word that begins with the letter N. Argavan Khosravi, born in Iran, 
had returned from foreign travel when he heard of Trump's executive order banning travel from Muslim-majority countries. We should have, yes. He submitted, there's so many of us, too, for this show. When Khosravi heard of the ban, he painted his passport. Then he scanned and inkjet printed it to make it 10 times larger. What had once been a precious document no longer served him as it had. Khosravi responded to this loss of liberty by defamiliarizing his passport. Can you imagine taking such a step? I thought of that as I looked at this presentation of a passport. Can you imagine feeling such an undermining of your inherent worth and dignity that you would even consider it? As the introduction to this show suggested, there are many ways in which freedom is an elusive or even imaginary ideal in contemporary life. One of the reasons this is so is because there are multiple levels of balancing that occur in life. One level of your concern may be for people who are mistreated due to their race, religion, place of birth, or sexual orientation. And this empathy and compassion will vary amongst a group like ours. But the tug of justice and equity has a home in every human heart. It is even present for those who have made the decision against it. Old life recomposes into new life, and we are not separate from this grand, inclusive, regenerative scheme, wrote the Reverend Jaco Ten Hove. Another level of concern is the variety of forces that play out in your life. As an example, Shirley and I joined Shana and Lucy at this exhibit on the day before the 4th of July, a holiday where our nation celebrates freedom and liberty. Shana, young mother that she is, entered the museum with Lucy in a front-facing baby wrap and a backpack filled with baby supplies. But as we entered the museum, the docent said, no backpacks are allowed in here. Shannon must have shot the docent a dirty look <laughs> because this was quickly followed, amended to, no backpacks are allowed on your back in here, but you can carry it. Well, I volunteered to carry it for her. At that very moment, we first saw a show entitled The Phantom of Liberty. At the very moment we first saw The Phantom of Liberty, we were told a mother with a baby could not carry baby supplies with her. I carried the backpack. That was okay. But still, this was a small example of personal issue denying Shana's full sense of liberty which we can see to be the second level of concern, the personal concerns, second level of concern and consideration all of us face. Or, if you will, 
and I think this is also true, there are multiple concerns for liberty and justice that weigh upon you, and multiple forms of personal trials, like health, wealth, relationships, on and on, that present themselves in life. Always present, these multiple levels of consideration render the search for balance into a vaporous mess of what should I do with this? How can I respond? Who will help me? Is this worth it? This is why I return to today's image. It holds a relevant key that is available to us for this journey through life. The stability you see is in the base. It is saying go back to your foundations. Know what you know and know it well. Lift up the best you hold within you. See yourself as an agent for a better way. Let your light shine out in this world. I refer you back to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 3 begins with a reminder that there is a time for everything. Then it lists a number of oppositions in that every human being encounters, like a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. It is here, my friends, that we bring the Buddha's approach to a middle path into consideration. Those who remain grounded, those who go back to the fortitude of spirit living within them can build over the course of their lives a steadiness and a surety that offers balance within them even in the midst of the worst of life's situations. And so again, as I have before, I share with you that you and I are not humans with a spirit which is the way that much of society leads us to believe. We are spirits within a human body, a temporary human container. I'd like to share a few words from Madison Taylor, who writes the Daily Ohm. There is no pain in the spiritual realm because we know we are one with the limitless source, limitless source of the universe. But here in the material realm, our sense of limitation and separation allows us to feel our emotions and to learn about love, forgiveness, and compassion. We learn to understand ourselves through our relationships with the world around us its seasons and landscapes, challenges and opportunities. And through our journey to find our place among so many others, we begin to recognize our own glimmer of light in a constellation of stars. As I look at you here today, dear constellation of stars. I consider the many lights that brighten up this religious community, this spiritual community. 
I applaud you for your commitment to making this house of spiritual reflection more beautiful, more loving, and more musical in the days ahead. You have heard the call for fiscal integrity at North Lake and heard the call for a new musical director. In the togetherness of this beloved community, you have sought the centering, the balancing you desire and committed to it. That, my friends, is what the search for balance is like. It is an ongoing effort. It will never be concluded. It is always there in the face of multiple conflicts and concerns, the struggle to find your way to the middle ground, there to see the forces that would pull you down, there to share the force that holds you up. There is no cakewalk to this effort. The removal of wisps and mistiness is an ongoing. It is fully up to you to find your place of stability, your center of balance. It is a lifelong journey. This is a major challenge of living, returning to heart, spirit, and the goodness that lies within. Again, from Madison Taylor, once we remember that we are spiritual beings, we can revel in the experience of being human while knowing we are all connected. We can live from a place of oneness while truly appreciating the beauty of diversity, the bittersweet feel of love and loss, and the elation of triumph over challenges and adversity. It is through these opposites that we experience life itself and we can ride through the dark times with the understanding that it will help us to appreciate the light of life and love and spirit more fully. We are here now because we made the choice to experience an earth life. So now we can choose to enjoy the journey as completely as possible. And all I can say to her words is, Amen. Can you say it too? Amen. Amen. May the love, forgiveness, and compassion held within you find love, forgiveness, and compassion in those around you. Namaste. What is joy without sorrow? What is success without failure? What is a win without a loss? What is health without illness? You have to experience each if you are to appreciate the other. There is always going to be suffering. It's how you look at your suffering, how you deal with it, that will define you.
Mark Twain.